I'm Lisa. I do the midday show at 101.9 The Mix in Chicago. And I'm Jerry Nunn from nunnontherun.com. And Lisa and I go way back. Way backstage, maybe. Yeah, that's where we met. And now we're bringing you along for the ride. Like a plus one. But we don't really have time for some big intro. All right, let's go. Nonstop. Nonstop. With Lisa and Jerry. This week, we catch up with Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons. And for just a couple minutes, we go back to eighth grade. This is Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons, and you're listening to Nonstop with Lisa and Jerry. Oh, Dan Reynolds, I love him so much. Who doesn't? Can we just talk about how did you get into this party where you're you're just standing there BSing with him? Tell me about this. Well, I had been trying to get an interview with him since January, so I worked for this okay. thing. Even when I was in Pasadena writing a story, uh, there was a little step and repeat that he did, and I did not make it into that one because I went to Taylor Swift, and so <laughs> there was you, a lot going on. You were busy that day. I was busy that day, but I felt like, oh, I'm never going to get this interview, and then I even did like email questions, was trying to get a phoner. I even had a time slot. It crashed. It ended. So this was, you know, really, I was really glad to finally, you know, get to this event. He did a thing at the flagship AT&T store yeah, on I've, Michigan Avenue. I was scrolling through my news feed. I see a picture of you two standing there like your old chums. <laughs> yeah. You got a chance to talk to him, right? Yeah, I got to talk to him. It was like me and like a TV show was the only people that talked to him. So what was he doing in <laughs> Chicago outside of his show the following night? Right. So he was in town on the tour and he's still promoting this HBO show called Believer that he's done. It's a documentary with him creating a festival called Love Loud that is going to be in Utah and it's to combat, you know, the hate towards the LGBT community by the church. So uh, he was trying to uh, create a festival, which he did, and it's coming again this year. It was a success. Yeah, big success. And coming back with even bigger names, Zed is playing and um, he brings Imagine Dragons, of course, and Tyler Glenn from Neon Trees is heavily involved. Such a great guy. We just got to talk on the red carpet a little bit, and then he did an event where he did a Q&A, and they had an LGBTQ panel that was there. It was just a really nice event where, you know, it comes from a good place from him. He had a gay best friend when he was really little that he spoke to me about, wanted to be involved in the community, I guess. Eventually, he kind of went on a whole journey about it. Dude, he is leading the way, and I know that so many people were clawing their way to get close to Dan Reynolds, so it's loud, it's crazy, but let's listen in and see what you guys talked about. Music has the ability to bring people together from different backgrounds, whether it's political, religious, cultural, and to have people unite for one cause, which is music. And um, so I thought, you know, this could be a great way to bring two communities that are pretty separated right now, which is Orthodox religion and the LGBTQ community. They're at odds quite often because, well, it's pretty obvious, it's not a safe space for LGBTQ youth. So the goal is to get everybody together and at least agree on one thing, which is that we're losing lives of our youth. Uh, to religious guilt. And that's undeniable. So if we can all at least start there with the conversation, then maybe we could, you know, hopefully save some lives. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, just being gay and growing up in the South in Tennessee, not so easy. Yeah. So I cried a bunch during the doc. I just want to tell you, I cried a lot. So what do you plan to do in July that would be different than the last couple Well, first of all, we have so many amazing speakers, powerful people. I wish I could tell you some of them, but we haven't. We're, we're yet okay. to announce it. Okay. But um, so there's going to be a lot of powerful community members that are going to get going to get up and speak to our LGBTQ youth. I think the emphasis this year is all about putting that spotlight on our LGBTQ youth. And, and for me, as a privileged, white, heterosexual male, I feel like Love Loud started with this spotlight because of Imagine Dragons and this privilege I've been given. And what I'm trying to do is take that and shine it where it needs to be shined, which is on our LGBTQ youth. And uh, so this year we're really going to try to maximize their stories and um, hopefully 
hopefully uh, make it a safer community. What's one thing you learned about Tyler Glenn? What was the whole? Tyler is the greatest. I I love that man. Oh, my heart. Um, we serve in the same mission, Mormon mission, and we've just grown so close through this whole process. I think one of the things that I've learned about him is his resilience. Um, you know, I think that anybody who grows up in a religious community, uh, the South, you have to have a certain resilience and courage to you that um, that Tyler has, and uh, I just I have so much love for him. So the song Thunder is about being different. Is that kind of a gay anthem? I hope it is. Okay. I hope it is. Yes, I think it's all about kind of living your truth and not fitting in some box and being okay with that and not having to conform to um, to anybody because people who try to tell you they know the truth or the way, uh-huh. those are people you should stay away from because um, that's 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 dangerous. Okay. Uh, and I've, I've met the rest of the band before, but like I made a great... How are their thoughts on LGBT rights? So, so okay. behind it. So supportive. All of them have been incredibly supportive. Would you ever move it to another location like Chicago? Or you know what? I really do. I actually would love to continue to expand. Love that. There are a lot of cities um, around the U.S. and the world um, that need this. They need this dialogue. And so we're starting in Utah, but uh, I think um, we are determined. We have a team that is determined to take this message to the world. I think I love him even more now, Jerry. Good. Why do you think he's doing this? Like, do you think that he is just like the next Bono where he just like cares about people and wants to help? I mean, what what do you think about this? He mentioned uh, during the Q&A that he feels like a white privileged guy and he wants to use whatever platform he has to help people and comes from a genuine place. I mean, I think he has some personal reasons for, for wanting to do it. Not only the gay best friend when he was little, but also at his wedding, uh, a lesbian couple that his, that his wife was very close to was not able to attend because oh, of religion. Really? So there's been some several things that have led up to it. And you see that in the documentary. So I really encourage people. They haven't seen Believer on HBO. They should. I don't have really HBO. Well, I told you you could come over and we can watch it at my house. All right. Can we <laughs> can we get some junk food? Because I feel like it's going to make me emotional. Yeah. You'll be crying into the popcorn, <laughs> but I'll have it ready and some tissues. Okay. And some ice cream. That always helps when I'm feeling I got that. Bit. I got you. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Awesome. So then moving on to the next day when Imagine Dragons played Hollywood Casino Amphitheater down in Tinley Park. What an awesome show. I swear mm. these guys just get better. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it was a sold out show. Okay. I went with my best friend, his wife, and their kids. So, uh, you know, they were singing along to like every song. And, and they're like four years old. Uh, well, let's be tell you about the next night at the same venue at the Hollywood Casino. Tell me. It was Kesha and Macklemore. <gasps> yeah. And they were singing along to her filthy mouth. And I was like, these are little kids. Like, I know they like the radio hits, but not appropriate. I mean, she has the sailor's mouth. It was really, really intense. I'm kind of surprised who brings a kid to a, a show to see Kesha. Uh, some bad parents. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I agree with like, it's fun to dance to and the songs about glitter and all this. But yeah, she's she's got some grown up lyrics. The lyrics and when she spoke in between the songs, you know, she didn't hold back. Um, but uh, Macklemore is funny because he's the rapper and he was pretty squeaky clean. Really? Oh, yeah. Did a full on set. Did I hear like, something about him? Did he go into the crowd or something? He did climb out into the crowd and then he threw hot dogs into the audience. <laughs> what? It's like this thing he does. I don't know. But he does like, that regularly? It does well with the Chicago crowd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does it. I've, I've heard about him doing it at other, other concerts on this tour. Did you hear about the lady who got hit in the face out in Philly by a hot dog? They were like using a hot dog cannon. This is off the subject, but mm-hmm. um, she was at 
the Phillies game and the mascot was out there like shooting hot dogs into the crowd with like a cannon. Oh my gosh. And she got pelted in the face. I think it like busted her nose. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about the thing this week that just happened Tuesday? Uh, at Wrigley? Yes. Why did that guy have a bucket on his head in the first I don't place? Oh, I wonder what that was like. Maybe he's like a marshmallow fan. You know, that marshmallow guy wears a bucket on his head. Or Buckethead, the guitarist. <laughs> you know what I really think it is? Probably too many brewskis. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. don't they serve him in a bucket sometimes? You put a bucket on your head, though? I mean, what is the chances? Well, you know what? That bucket saved his life, apparently. Yeah. Some debris fell off. Did it fall off the scoreboard? I bet God is like a Cubs fan. He must be watching the, the You know uh, what? As game. a White Sox fan, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> There's enough of God to spread around. I'm sure it's <laughs> equal, you know, watching all the games. <laughs> okay, good. Although, luckily, nothing uh, has fallen off the scoreboard at the Sox game. You know, my friend Rocco runs the scoreboard there. Oh, wow. That's like his job. Wow. We so, want to make sure that place is secure. Dude, I, <laughs> not only that, but I, I'm such a name dropper when I go there. I, like, I'll text yeah. him and be like, can you put my name on the scoreboard? <laughs> and, oh, really? And then, like, parking and you want the VIP. And... Uh, yeah, right. I still I still have to cover my own parking. Maybe he could throw a hot dog at you. And pelt me right <laughs> in the face. Uh, but no, so back to Dan Reynolds, just because I obviously I have a, a huge connection to this band. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about this before, that his best friend grew up with my best friend's family. So, uh, you know, we used to see them when there was literally like 30 people at the show. So now to see these guys grow up and be, uh, they're huge. I have connections to them and I still can't get through anymore. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah, they're still humble and nice and everything too. You wouldn't think. They are good guys. Like it's that. like we stand in line to do the meet and greet and it's nice that as soon as we come around the corner, they're like, oh, hey, I'm like, yeah, oh, thank God you remember me, you know, mm-hmm. like, because they, they meet so many people every day. Yeah. And not to totally be a perv about this, but can we talk about Dan Reynolds being shirtless and how amazing that was? Oh, that washboard abs. Oh, 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 I mean, he is putting the work in. They're all over Instagram. They're all over everywhere because I, he didn't even like bother wearing a shirt at that show. I know. I felt like a pork chop standing next to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was such a great picture. Oh, gosh. And you know what? Actually, speaking of pictures and Instagram, what is your Instagram handle? Jerry Nunn. Okay. It's very so- complicated. All right, wise guy. I met Lisa Allen on air. You know, I got feedback uh, after a couple of the last episodes that uh-huh. they were like, you should put your handles out there so people can oh. find you. Yeah, everyone wants to follow you on Instagram more than like other platforms. Did you hear about the whole Facebook thing that happened yesterday? No. They had like the biggest drop in history, like billions of dollars. Why? I, I don't know. Maybe Facebook, <laughs> is it an over thing now? Yeah. I mean, I've been hearing about this for a while that it would drop down in popularity, but I, mean, I know it, some people that swear by it, but it might be like older people. As soon as like grandparents get on Facebook, the younger kids don't want to be on there. That's not cool. Let's be honest. Yeah, that is not cool. So yeah, it was, oh, a $100 billion plus loss. It's the biggest loss in stock market history. Ouch. What, what's the guy who, who runs Facebook? What's his name? Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah, he's going to have a few less uh, sailboats on this lot. <laughs> it was a rough night for him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, whatever. That guy is so filthy rich. I know that poor thing. I know. Living in a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't even know where to go to that. You know what? Actually, where we're going to go, we're going to rewind to eighth grade. Tell me about this movie, eighth grade. Okay, so it's almost like a reality movie, but it's it's just so realistic. It's this uh, young girl who um, is about to graduate from eighth grade, and 
it's like a few days of her life and uh, kind of what she goes through with bullying. She makes YouTube videos. Uh, she tries to fit in. Wait, is it a documentary or it's like it's a not reg- documentary? No, it's a regular movie. It's a regular movie. It's an actress that's, that's playing. Her name's Elsie, and it's directed by Bo Burnham, who is a comedian, and he has anxiety like me. We talked about anxiety a lot in the interview, uh, so we got to sit down a little bit. He's been popping up in Chicago. He's been doing screenings tirelessly uh, all over the place because this movie is getting a lot of hype. The critics love it. Audiences seem to really connect with it, and it's it's definitely that young generation and and what they go through, and you don't really see it that realistically on uh, a movie. Coming from a comedian, just because like they have their bright, you know, sunny sides, but a lot of comedians have a dark side. Is this like a dark kind of movie, or it's not a dark kind of movie? It's it's hard to describe. I really encourage people just to go see it. But I think Bo and the actress both talked about anxiety and how it's affected their lives and how nervous they were, you know, creating this whole thing. So somehow he connected well with this eighth grade mentality. I was really impressed with them, and I'm really impressed with the movie. Okay, so you got a chance to talk to Bo Burnham. Uh, all right, let's check it out. So I'm a big anxiety person. Mm. I, I didn't know. I thought it was only one. Like that's the weird thing. Well, that's the that's the feeling of anxiety. Really, is that like you really feel like I'm the only one that's ever felt this ever. So you really touched on things that I like the pacing on the phone. Always mm, done that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. I, I, I'm someone that like, and I, I won't even not even on the phone. I'll just pace outside, and I've had yeah. people come up to me and go, "Are you okay?" Like <laughs> strangers in the street go, "Like, are you all right?" Like thinking that like my wife just died or something, and I'm like pacing around like some. But I'm like, no, no, no I'm just, I'm just a, a pacer. There's yeah. all kinds of weird quirks, right? Yeah, yeah. That you're able to put in, a, in your film, and like I've always thought about like, oh, I should write a, a movie, but you know, mm. there's been a movie called High Anxiety, so I couldn't call it that. Yeah, yeah. Know, like... you know, yeah, you get embedded in, in, in a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways to talk about it without talking about it. The, the sort of function of the film across the board was to lend the kids some privacy to kind of go like, this is five days in your life, we're gonna cruise around with them, but this isn't this isn't about her getting her first training broad. Yeah, we we kind of want to just like let that play out without being said and just sort of engage with the emotional aspect of it. Okay. So this movie opened in Chicago already. Is it still in theaters? I haven't seen much about it. It opened in Chicago early. I saw it at a film festival earlier in the year, but it is at Landmark Century Cinema. Okay. And it's up in Evanston. I am actually headed up to Skokie to check out a new movie theater there tonight. Do you hear about this thing? I just went to it a couple days ago. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you jerk. The CMX? Yeah. Yeah. So. What do you uh, think? Uh, I, can, I can hardly wait to hear your review of it. It's an interesting, it, it's, it's beautiful. I went to the uh, opening, uh, I guess, like a year ago. They did, they did like a big opening. It's They're been kind of open from, for a year? I believe so, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, I went to the original the original party, and this is now that we're kind of promoting it again. I'm doing a grand opening celebration for it tonight. Oh, maybe they're reopening. Oh, maybe. Maybe that was a soft opening a year ago. Is this is it like a dual setup where like one side is like this gourmet kind of food thing, and then the other side is a grab-and-go with the theater? No, it's not like that at all. So, so you go up... Then they reopened it. They had to have yeah. reopened they had to have revamped it because yeah, that's what we're what Maybe we're doing coming up, up with there. new concepts and stuff. But I yeah, I just went to see uh, Mamma Mia, which Cher saves that movie. Oh my gosh, some painful singing and like cringeworthy dialogue really? about it. But then Cher comes on, you're like, oh, this is the real singer. Woo! She's so good. She plays Grandma Cher. She's so good. How was Christine Baranski? Because I love her. Oh yeah, that one. That's you know 
she's a big gay icon. I mean, the LGBT community loves some Christine Baranche. Is that right? Did I even say that right? Baranchi? Baranski? Baranski, yes. Put the Polska in it. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she is, no, she is good. She's good, too. I love her in pretty much everything she does. There's this movie that did not go over well with Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy, whom I both love. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in it. It's called Bowfinger. Have you ever seen it? It's yeah, kind a of long old. time ago. Yeah, it was like a flop. Nobody loved it. I don't even care. I love that movie. I love her in it. I think I think they're all hilarious in that movie. I just, I don't know. That's one of the, the ones that bugs me that it didn't do better. She's one that you can just see, you know, even in a small role or something, and she's so good. I mean, like Chicago, obviously, that yeah. was a great one mm-hmm. that she was in. And then I saw her in Bad Christmas Moms, and she oh, was Oh, I in didn't that. see it. She's got great lines in this in Mamma Mia, too. But anyway, about the theater. So you order your food, you know, and they bring it uh, to you, you know, during the movie, something like that. But it can be a little problematic. Some of the menu would be tricky. I mean, when you're bringing someone a steak or pasta to the movie theater, it's hard to, like, eat that in an awkward kind of little table that slides around. Do you so, eat in the theater? Yeah, or? you eat in the theater. And it's metal uh, utensils, so that's banging around. I'm oh. very sensitive to noises, so and I don't like things to be disruptive or, you know, them to come over and talk to you during the movie because, you know, there's people around you. And whenever you hit the button, they have to come all the way up the stairs. I mean, we were at the top. It's that us at the top. And so they have to come all the way up. So if you're like, can I have a straw? You know, they're walking all the way up. <laughs> I see it from a server's perspective, too, because okay. I've waited tables for so much of my life. And they're hiking up a huge flight of stairs to bring you a fork, you know, that you may have oh, dropped. Oh, yeah. So you have to think about... Don't drop your forks, people. <laughs> yeah. You have to think about all the things that you would need, like kind of like a grocery list. And you got to whisper that to them <laughs> with people around. It'll probably be different for me because I'm there with the road crew and, you know, we're, we're doing the party. We're not going to stay and see a movie, you know. Okay. Um, if they offered me to, I probably would any other night but tonight. And I'll tell you why. Because I'll leave there at 9 o'clock tonight. Uh-huh. And then I've got to be back here at the station at 5 a.m. tomorrow because we're moving into the new mix studio. Wow. Which, by the way, for the record, I totally got tricked into working. It was supposed to be my weekend off. Uh-huh. As you know, I was trying to, like, get ready for Lollapalooza or whatever. Like, just have a day off. Yeah. And chill out. And my boss comes in, like, it's an emergency. We need you to work. And I'm like, okay. Like, I, you know, I can do the early shift. And she's like, great. You'll be the first one on the air in the new studio. I'm like, oh, man. See? You know the pressure that comes along with that? Like, all the problems that are possible? Well, you better, like, you know, put an autograph or something or, you know, get your hands melded into the, you know, <laughs> for the first. The I've first already time. demanded coffee and donuts. Okay. So I, I hope I hope somebody comes through for Do me. Do some graffiti or something, though. Lisa was here, <laughs> the first one on air. I know. It is kind of cool. Oh, I'm sure we'll be taking some kind of video or something. Cool. Slept with a filter on it because at 5 a.m., it's not going to be good for anybody. Okay. <laughs> You're um, so dedicated. I love it. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's go, go, go. That's why we call it nonstop. And speaking of which, we have got to get going because the Kool-Aid man is on his way up the elevator right now. Wow. He's going to bust through the wall. Through the elevator even. Who knows? So, yeah, we will check up with you next time on Nonstop.